Never thought I'd come to this part of town again. Did the townspeople ever confront Moorcroft after the fire started? A few times, aye. After it became clear he'd endangered all the miners' lives, there were a few Gotherans up and down here. In fact, that's right around the time he got those big ugly gates installed. Got to keep the riffraff out somehow. Aye. A few of us, he banded together to try to take him to court when he refused to pay the redundancies. But even with us pooling our resources, we just couldn't afford the solicitors to fight a long battle. And Moorcroft is the type who would drag that case on out of pure spite. Fucking wanker. My God. How can someone be so heartless like that? To reap all those profits and then actively despise the men and women who made it all possible? One time, back when the town was still somewhat functioning, this journalist caught up with Moorcroft and asked him if he felt any responsibility for what had happened. Must have been his lucky day because Moorcroft actually stopped to give him a quote. My only responsibility is to make money for me and mine. Everyone else is a tool to be exploited. What a horrible way to live your life. Welcome to end-stage capitalism, where the capacity for human greed trumps all morality. Don't get me wrong. I've never been one of those work-shy liberals or anything like that. I believe in our day's graft. I believe in a man earning what he gets. And I've never been jealous of everything Moorcross family was born with. But the way he turned his backs on us, like we were filth. Well, I don't know about you two, Dan and Abigail, but I'm sufficiently mad. I think it's time to go and speak with Mr Moorcroft. Agreed. Definitely. I think we'll probably hang back. He probably won't even open the door if he sees us. Good idea. In fact, Dan, I'd like you to go with Sharon and Toby. The three of you could go around the back of the manor and see if there's a back entrance. Wait a minute. I don't want to go with these two. No no offence. I didn't mean it like that. It's just, um, who put you in charge, James? What do you mean, who put me in charge? I've always been in charge. That's our group dynamic. I'm the leader, the brains. Abigail is the sassy, sarcastic one. And I'm the muscle? No. You're the annoying tag-along nobody really wants, yet the studio keeps insisting we force you into the plot. You're like the scrappy-doo of our gang. Your pop culture references are all over the place, mate. Also, you're delusional if you think you're the leader. We wouldn't have some alcoholic drunk... Abigail, tell him I'm the leader. Will you both shut up? Clearly, I'm the leader. Girl power and all that. Fine. I can agree with that. Now, can you please tell him I'm coming with you two? Dan, go with Toby and Sharon. What? You heard me. I think you should go with Toby and Sharon. But Abby, I I, I just... Just need to talk to James, Dan. I see. You feel like we're in the middle of something here. Just keep walking. Come on, let's get this over with. Listen to that echo. This might just be the quietest town in the country. It's not really a town anymore, is it? It's a graveyard. I sent Dan away with the others because I wanted to talk to you. About? What's been happening to me? I'm still having these recurring nightmares. The burn man. It's not just you. I'm still having them as well. When I do sleep, that is. I think Dan is too. Do you think it has something to do with this place? I don't know. But an entire town on fire? Sounds like it would fit. The dream didn't cause Dan or me to sleepwalk, though. I wasn't asleep. Not exactly. I was awake and I knew what I was doing. I just couldn't stop myself. It was like a compulsion. 
You think it was the spirits that compelled you? I think it was their sadness. It's like I can feel their emotions. And there's something else as well. What? I heard it again. The signal. <laughs> 